Living Corporate is brought to you by the Leadership Range, a podcast within the Living Corporate Network, hosted by globally certified and Fortune 500 executive coach and leadership development expert Neil Edwards. The Leadership Range is focused on having real, raw, soulful and accountable conversations about inclusive leadership, allyship, professional development. Every week is a new episode with new learning and new actions to take on to grow inclusively. Make sure you check out the Leadership Range everywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to the break room. It's good to see you again. Everybody. Um, Yeah, so uh, it's been a very fun week. Um, I am uh, Dr. Brian Dixon. I'm one of the the co-hosts of this awesome um, quad group of uh, co-hosts that will bring you the break room uh, each week, uh, every Thursday. Um, I am a psychiatrist, a child and adolescent psychiatrist with a private practice in Fort Worth, Texas. And so I get to work with kids and adults all day long, and I love my job, and uh, and I'm super happy to be here. So, Dr. G-Day. Hey, everybody. It's me again. It's Dr. G-Day Bamashigbin. I'm an assistant professor of psychology at Cal State Long Beach here. Um, I'm a father of two kids, and I'm really excited to be here and talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so we're super stoked that you're here. So uh, to reorient you to the break room. So what we do is each week we get together and we talk about mental health in the corporate workspace. So sometimes we're talking about things that you can do to feel better. Sometimes we're talking about uh, big, broad topics about uh, improving uh, workplace culture, um, how to be more inclusive, how to build uh, equitable societies. And the way our podcast works is we always start off uh, with a little bit of uh, what's the tea. So some of the stuff that's been going on for the week mm-hmm. and we uh, transition over to some type of topic. So either we're we're teaching or we're talking, uh, but it gives us an opportunity to share what we know as mental health professionals. Uh, then we slide over into audience questions. So if you have questions, make sure to put it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, after that, we uh, go to the last nerve. And so uh, today we're looking forward to it because Dr. G.A. has some stuff to get off his chest. OK, my very first last nerve. So I'm excited. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So um, and then after that, of course, we sign off uh, with all the best wishes. But let's get started today with the tea. So, OK, let's go get his. Let's go ahead and get started. OK, so. This week, it came out that Governor Greg Abbott, okay, who was the governor of the great state of Texas, Mm -hmm. has decided that on March 10th, the entire state of Texas will reopen. There will be no more mask mandate. Businesses will be allowed to open 100% indoor as much as they feel, okay? And this has caused a lot of uproar and fear everywhere, okay? So, Dr. Brian, as a Texan, okay, I really buy your opinion as a Texan. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Yeah, so I'm I'm so disappointed. It's kind of heartbreaking uh, because so many people, yeah, so Tammy said trash, trash, trash. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. So um, one of the things that this virus uh, does not care about is who you are. It does not care about your politics. It don't care, care what your skin color is. It cares about infecting people. And so the whole goal is uh, make it hard to infect people, and he just made it easier to infect people. So yeah, boo! I'm 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 kind of pissed. So, what about you, Doctor G Day? What do you think? You know, I feel similarly. Was it Texas just in like a state of emergency, like 
two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? freezing our ass off. Yep. Like, weren't, weren't we just super, super worried about Texas, right, as, as a state? Um, and here is the leader of the state, right? The person who makes the final decisions as to what goes on has decided anti-science, okay? Because if you listen to the CDC and other, you know, evidence-based places and people, they would tell you, it's not really time to reopen, right? Things are ramping up, which is a very good thing. You know, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine came out, right? Yeah. There's more vaccines available. So many good things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. But I but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, like 93% of Texans are not fully vaccinated. That yet. is correct. At the last uh, last I looked, yeah, uh, 93% still need the vaccine. Um, and it's it's really frustrating uh, because the other thing he does is he doesn't plan anything. He's super reactive. <laughs> and so instead of going, hey, guys, let's get this plan together. Let's uh, let's uh, order people in a certain way. Let's get these vaccines out the door and into your arms. No, he's too busy playing politics and um, uh, and being racist. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done with him. I'm over him. I want to do everything in my power to support candidates uh, who will get him out of office. So I'll just, just be out of office. Yeah, I'm be blunt. I can't. I can't stand the man. So yeah, um, and unfortunately, more people will probably die because of his ridiculousness. So, Usa, mm-hmm. it's really, really unfortunate. One of the biggest states in the country, too. This isn't a small state, right? This is one of the biggest states and a hub, you know, Correct. that connects to all the other states. This, it's really. Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, so uh, DFW Airport is one of the busiest airports in America. It's huge. Um, yeah, and what we do, because we're such a big state, what we do, other states will follow, right? So I think Mississippi, I think, is pulling some nonsense, too. And yeah, I just, it's it's heartbreaking to see all of this uh, accomplishment be thrown out the window. So yeah, so over him, done. <laughs> we've, we've been in this a year, and we're so close to the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, can't we just... Can't we all just work together? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I agree with you, uh, Dr. G. Day. And, and that's one of the things. So uh, one of the great things about our uh, our discussion today, our topics today is now and later. So, uh, well, first off, we named it this. And this is uh, uh, when I grew up because I'm from East Texas. We call it now later. And so which are those little things, those little candies in that wax paper that when it gets hot, they get all melty and you can't actually take the, the paper off. And so. Uh, one of the goals of uh, calling it now laters was to give y'all little nuggets of things that you can do to feel better now. So if you're working in a space that may not um, feel very supportive, if you are looking to improve your mental health at work, that's what we want to cover today. Uh, and especially given all the other stuff that's going on. And so um, I wanted to kick it over to you, uh, Dr. G Day, to kind of walk us through all of the disclaimers before we get started. Yes. So we're so excited to talk about this. Okay. So just first of all, we just want you to know that we want to let you know we are so excited to talk about this. Okay. This is I'm, I'm a health psychologist. Okay. And this is legitimately like all we study, right? How can you improve your mental health and your physical health? Right. And Dr. Brian is a psychiatrist. This is literally all he does <laughs> you all, know, day. all day, like in person with people. Right. Um, so this really fits within both of our frameworks. Okay. And what we do. So I want to, before we get started, I want to say four things, okay? Four very, very important things. One, we're going to be giving you some tips. This is not medical or therapeutic advice. Do not sue us, okay? (laughs) That's what that means. Please do not sue us, okay? This is not medical or therapeutic advice. While we do think these tips are helpful for your life, right? If you have certain issues or you need certain help, please go to an actual professional in your life, okay? So that's first and foremost. Two. 
we're going to talk about lots of different solutions, but we want you to know that there is no one size fits all solution. Okay. Some of you may be parents, right? So some, so some uh, skills, some habits, some practices might not be available for you. Like sleep, for example, right? If you have a baby, <laughs> you're not, not going to sleep. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. True that. Um, you know, some of you may not have that much money. Right. And some of these things may cost money and you don't have the money to do it. OK. Um, but we hope that you're still able to take something from these pieces of advice. OK. Three. A lot of these are going to sound so cliche. OK. You're, we're going to say something and you're going to say, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, it's a cliche for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a cliche for a reason. Right. It, it actually works. Right. It actually mm -hmm. does work to make you feel better physically and emotionally. So that's why we're going to talk about this with you. And finally, and this is probably the most important thing, these are tips and habits and practices for individuals, okay? These, this is no substitute for the broader communal and structural issues that a lot of us face and the structural changes that need to happen to make our lives better, okay? So I just want you to know that. Like we're talking about, I'm going to label it resilience and resilience resources and things you can use to be resilient in this time, but it's no substitute for money right <laughs> you know hard, you know actual cold hard cash okay so with that being said we are going to get into 10 tips okay five each okay dr brian's gonna get five i'm gonna get five and we're gonna go back and forth all right so dr brian you go ahead and get started so my number one tip uh, has to do with the shirt so trust me i'm a doctor right and then there's this little logo they're not paying me for this so uh, dr pepper if you want to um, hook a brother up with some uh, corporate sponsorship for living corporate then you should totally do that so um uh, my first tip is you eat too much so everybody that's listening to this podcast i can tell you that you're eating too much because the research shows that the american diet has increased by 50 percent since like the 60s and 70s and so if you want to feel better if you want to um uh, ha have better performance in your workplace here's my tip you, the night before whatever you normally eat on your plate make your plate like you normally do like a southern and black folks do and then you take a tupperware container put it right beside that plate and then you dump half of each of the food groups uh, on that plate into that tupperware and you take that to work the next day and you only eat that half at night okay Dr. Brian, that's hard i know it's super hard mm -hmm, i know and i'm asking a lot y'all but I promise you, you will lose weight. The, the, the thing that I cannot stress enough, if you want to lose weight, it's uh, it's how much you're eating. It's not what you're eating. So that's my first tip, y'all, for feeling better at work is eat less at nighttime and take the other half to work. I know it's scary. You can do this. Okay. See, see, this is really not one size fits all because I, no. I don't know if I can do that. Right. You know, but <laughs> you know, we'll get started. Um, that was a great tip, though. Thank you. I'll get started. Um, my first tip is use social support. Okay, so we are human beings. We're social beings. We care about other people and we rely on other people for many of our needs. We are in a pandemic. I, I can't stress enough the fact that we are literally in a pandemic, right? Um, that actually has made it difficult for us to see other people in person, hang out with other people and do those things. It's important to make sure you stay connected and lean on your friends and lean on your family when you're dealing with troubles. Okay. Um, people, a lot of research has shown that people who have more social support live longer. Okay. And they're overall healthier. They have lower levels of depression and anxiety and a whole bunch of other mental health issues. Okay. So call on your friends. Okay. You know, Twitter, boom, you know, Instagram, stay connected. When you're feeling down, call somebody, you know, 
I, I was gonna sing Bill Withers lead on me right now. Okay, I, you saw the look of mine, but I stopped myself. Yeah, you were so close. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I almost did it. I'm not gonna do it. Okay, but lean on your friends. Okay, stay connected. I love it. Well, tip number three, identify your triggers, learn your triggers. So one of my biggest triggers uh, is my phone going off. So even for the podcast, I literally have to turn it on airplane mode because anytime I feel the buzz or hear the, mm, I automatically will move and do something. I'll automatically pick up my phone. Same thing happens if you're in social media and you see somebody like something or uh, give you a thumbs up. It triggers a release of dopamine in your brain and it automatically draws your attention to that, that place. Triggers are everywhere. Some folks have triggers for drinking, right? They have a really rough day at uh, work and they come home and they immediately drink. Well, then your trigger is a stressful workplace. So you need to figure out how to manage that. It can be your kids, right? Kids can trigger you. Um, people calling you, like the, the folks you don't want to talk to when your, your mom or dad calls you like, oh God, here we go again. And you get that sense of dread. That's a trigger. And being able to identify those triggers is so important because they give you back control over your life. Because right now a trigger is making you do stuff that you don't want to do. And so um, some uh, uh, one of the pieces of advice I give my, uh, my patients is that if, uh, if you have a trigger of somebody texting or calling you, that sort of thing, set, uh, instead reach out to them proactively and say, look, uh, I can only talk on Thursdays at five o'clock and that's it. If you can't make it, I'm sorry for you, but that's the only time I have for you so that then you're not getting triggered all over the place and all over the time and building up your cortisol and stress hormones and that sort of thing. So yes, please learn your triggers. So that's my, uh, that's my number three. That's your number two. Uh, oh, technically That's your number, number two, two, but number three overall. Oh, look at you. Oh, you no, I, I don't know if it's, like if, it's, if it's a meaningful difference, but I just want to let you know. Yeah. So um, <laughs> my number two, number four overall, okay, is um, get up, okay? You know, we're, a lot of us are working at home, not everybody. Uh, and sometimes the only physical activity we got in the day was walking from the car to our office, right? And now we're not even doing that anymore, <laughs> right? We are, you know, walking from our bedroom to, you know, our dining room to do work over there, right? You know, so get up, okay? Make sure you get up. Exercise if you can, all right? I understand that that is very difficult. When you're stressed, it's hard to exercise, okay? But also, because you're not exercising, that's also making you stressed. Okay. So, you know, you have to make sure you find a way to get it in. All right. Get up. I, I, I can't lie. I've gotten in and out and in and out of shape. Okay. In this quarantine. All right. You know, it, it's happened in and out, in and out. All right. Mm -hmm. um, at the very least. Okay. Try to go on a walk. All right. Eat a quick lunch and go on a 30 minute walk around the block. Okay, something. Granted, I'm in Southern California. The weather's good. I can do that, right? Um, but if you can, just something. Make sure you move. That just makes you feel better, right? It releases a whole bunch of hormones, neurotransmitters in the brain, everything. It just overall makes you feel better. Get up, exercise. Love it. Um, my number three, which is technically number five, is um, recognize. So identify that you are a terrible therapist for yourself. So one of the things that I tell people all the time is that you're too close to yourself to sometimes be objective. So being objective and being insightful means you step outside of yourself. You turn around and you look at what you're doing and you go, 
huh, what is actually helpful? What am I doing that's helpful? What am I doing that's harmful? Because most times we're always doing something that actually jacks us up. And so, and that's super hard, y'all. Um, I, I do not expect you to be your own therapist. Uh, and if you are your own therapist, you're probably bad at it. Why? Because therapy is all about training. So like, I don't fix my car. Um, I go to somebody to fix my car. It's not that I couldn't probably figure it out or that I don't want to, it's that uh, mechanics have a special training in how cars work. Therapists are the exact same way. We are literally trained in human behavior and human thought and feelings and, um, and all of these different theories. And so let us help you. So don't try to do your own therapy because most times you're gonna end up real, real frustrated and then your self-esteem is gonna plummet. And you're gonna feel worse and you're gonna feel like you can't do anything. And I'm here to tell you, you are a very capable human being. It's just that if you try to do therapy, you will fail. So that is my next piece of advice. Uh, some of y'all who work for really big corporations, y'all have EAPs, Employment Assistant Programs, uh, that you can uh, connect with. You're already paying for it as part of your perks and packages, so why not use it, right? So, uh, and most of the times, those therapists that work in the EAPs um, don't like report all the, your private stuff back to your HR department. They're actually their own separate uh, place. Or just go get a therapist. But just just keep in mind, you're a bad therapist for yourself. Parents are bad therapists for their kids. You're a bad therapist for your mama because you're too close to her and she's too close <laughs> to you. So don't try to do any of that stuff. If you if you are feeling the need, reach out to a therapist because that's what we do. So that's my that's my number three, also known as number five. That is great. And I also just want to just add something to that. You know, um, you're not a therapist unless you're a therapist also. OK, just just, just generally, you know what I'm saying? A, a therapist is an actual Preach. person with, with the job, you know, no disrespect. You can't even be a therapist to your friends, right? You can be a good friend. And that's more important. That's what your friend actually wants from you, to be a good friend. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. I just want to add on to that because that's a really good point. Thank you. Um, my third tip, number six, it goes on with Dr. Brian's number one, drink water, number one. Okay, drink water. You have to drink a lot of water. Okay, as an, as a human adult, you should be drinking. I think it's like half your weight in ounces in water. Okay, or or something like that. It's it's a crazy amount of water. You have to be drinking a lot of water. Most of us probably aren't getting that much water. Okay, I, I know for myself. Once I have a cup of coffee, right? I'm that's that that's replacing my cup of water. Okay, so make sure you are drinking your water. There are water bottles which have times on it, like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12, that lets you know how much water you should be uh, drinking a day. So try that to drink some water. On top of that, fix your diet, okay? Not diet, okay? That's a different thing, okay? Because diets do not work. All the research has shown diets do not work. They might get you into that dress for that wedding if you want, Okay, but it's actually not good for you. <laughs> you know, it's it's actually just not good for you. It's not good to diet. They don't work. They're not going to last long term. And that's what you really want. You want a long term healthy solution that's going to make you live a long life. Okay. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Dr. Amen. Ryan. Yes. Um, and so as you're drinking water, so as one of the um, uh, HR coaches at one of the places I used to work, uh, would always harp on us is to make sure your pee is clear. So yes, while you're at work, walk when you can, walk during lunch. Uh, I think that was tip number two or four. Uh, walk and then drink water. Yeah, make sure your pee is clear. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. So my next tip, uh, which is tip number seven, is do what you're good at 
and don't do what you're not good at. So Mina, uh, we are going to we're going to answer your question about how to deal with a stressful workplace. Uh, one of the ways to deal with a stressful workplace is to do what you're good at and don't do what you're not good at. So I'm lucky to be coached uh, um, in business um, coaching classes. Uh, with lots of business coaches, and they talk about the importance of having the right butt in the right seat, right? And so if you are hired for a job, uh, but you're not, uh, that job doesn't bring you passion and enthusiasm, then you're going to wear yourself out. And because you're trying to do something that you're not good at, right? Vice versa. If you're good at something, let your boss know, let your supervisor know, um, whoever is in charge, let them know, hey, this is what I'm really good at. I'm really good at sales and marketing, uh, getting leads, cold uh, calling leads, completing leads, turning um, uh, sales conversions. That's my jam. It is not my jam to be doing audits and um, to do expense reports, right? So that's a different skill set. And a lot of different companies will do like strength finders or disc profiles or personality profiles, that sort of thing. Use those things. If the, if your place of uh, work do, uh, uses those scales, use them to your advantage to say, hey, this is what I'm good at. But then also make sure you say, this is what I'm not good at. Don't give me that because that is not my strength. And so and you have the right to do that if you want to um, uh, be in a place where they're they're using those tools anyway, because they're really expensive. So you may as well use them to your advantage. So, yeah, do what you're good at and then do not do what you're not good at because you're just going to burn yourself out. And we need as many um, black folks in middle management and upper management and C-suite as possible. So that's my that's my tip number four. Snaps to that. You know, play to your strengths. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You. Um, my next tip, okay, and I, and I said it a little bit earlier, but I'll say it again. Uh, get some sleep, yo. <laughs> you know, get some sleep, okay. Sleep is a third of our life. Think, think about that, right? Sleep is a third of your life. Make sure that third of your life is good, okay. Make sure you get some sleep. Go to bed at the right time. Okay, so you can wake up feeling rested, right? Make sure that you, there are things that impact your sleep. So don't do the things that are going to impact your sleep, like drinking like three sodas at 9 p.m. right before bed, right? That's going to have you up all night. You know, it's going to disrupt your sleep. Um, doing drugs before bed, right? Those the kinds of things will interrupt your sleep. So please make sure you get some some sleep, you know? Amen. And, and just in general, rest is good. Okay, it's good to just rest and have days where you're not doing it, even if you're not sleeping, right? You're just not doing anything, right? Maybe read a book, just rest, time and space for your body to recoup, okay? I, I honestly don't even think we should be working five days a week. That's a lot, <laughs> you know, but we are, and we only have those two days. Use those two days to rest, but regardless, that third of your life that you're sleeping, make sure you're getting some good sleep. Mm -hmm. So, um, Dr. Gide, you bring up a really good point. I'm going to piggyback on that. So there is, um, and I need to, I'm going to try to, actually, I'm going to let you Google it. Will you Google the NAP ministry so you can tell me what that website is? So, yep. yeah, the NAP ministry is a uh, young um, black lady who is doing the damn thing. And so her motto is rest as resistance. And so we cannot do the work that we need to do. Um, to promote anti-racism, uh, to promote health equity, to promote equity at all, if we're tired. And y'all, 
we're always damn tired, like all the time, right? Because we're most times we're uh, running and uh, fighting wars and battles that we don't need to be fighting. Um, but yeah, so rest as resistance, get your sleep, get your eight hours, make sure you hydrate, don't drink caffeine before bed. Remember when you're eating half of what you normally eat at nighttime, so you can take the other half to work, your body won't feel so heavy. And so you'll wake up in a much better mood. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, you'll be more rested. So yes, get your sleep, rest as resistance. And it's, uh, yeah, the napministry.wordpress.com. And so she is awesome. She gives, um, she has like this hotline thing where you can literally call uh, once a week and she'll change the uh, the message, uh, kind of like uh, dialing 411 back in the day, right? Nice. Uh, to ask for time and temperature. Uh, but yeah, so she's, uh, she's awesome. Uh, I've heard her speak and uh, she's phenomenal. Um, and so I offer that resource as well. So um, next up, so my number five, is uh, a tip. So I know y'all about to get crunk on this one, but I need you to plan, but not go on vacation. All right, now let's let's unpack this. So the research is showing that when uh, um, uh, they did a, a, a big study and they um, uh, they um, watched people and how they felt when they were doing, they put in their, you know, PTO and then the, the lead up to the vacation and then how they felt on vacation and then how they felt when they got back. And the one place in that spectrum where the people felt like the most free and excited and less stressed was the lead up to vacation, but not actually going on the vacation. And so uh, there's... Yeah. And so there's literally nothing stopping any of us from planning our next vacation. So, yeah, sit down, get on uh, one of the, the major websites. Uh, if there was a, a black travel agent, I would totally plug them here. But I don't know of any. So if you know of any, please let us know. But uh, yeah. And go ahead and plan your vacation. Hey, I'm going to bit, uh, the uh, British uh, Virgin Islands. I'm going to do this. This is where I would stay. Yada, yada, yada. Plan the whole damn thing. And then if you don't go, that's totally fine. Because remember, it's the lead up. It's the anticipation that can sometimes actually help us with stress. Now, if you do go on vacation, make sure you choose a, a really safe spot, mask up. I would say stay home until you get your vaccine, but you know, teach your own. Um, but yeah, it's that idea that it's the anticipation that is so powerful to the human psyche. So uh, so I would say, yes, yeah, sit down and anticipate your next vacation. That's nice. I, I will do that. I will yeah. do that. Because, you know, um, my last trip got canceled because of coronavirus and that didn't quite feel good. So I, I don't know. It's different. It's different. Uh, OK. And our last and final tip, my last tip and our last tip overall. OK. It's really important. Okay? I'm going to I'm going to soothe my voice right now. I'm going to calm down. Make sure you have some self-compassion for yourself. OK. We are in a pandemic. OK. <laughs> most most of us probably have never been in a pandemic before, <laughs> right? Unless you were here hundred years ago for the Spanish flu pandemic, right? Um, you know, most of us have never been in a pandemic before. This is new territory mm -hmm. and new ground for all of us, right? And, and, you know, this is America. What do you mean I can't go somewhere, mm -hmm. right? What do you mean there's, there's a line outside my, my local grocery store, right? You know, this is so different from us, for what we're used to. And it's really affected our, our daily lives and our daily functioning, okay? So, Really, you know, have some compassion for yourself. If you're a parent, you're doing the best you can in the mm -hmm. circumstances, right? Your kid's been home a year, you know, and that year, it's great. You get to see them grow, you know, you love them. But also, this is not what we expected, right? Have some self-compassion. Love yourself. Understand that this is tough for you, for me, for all of us, okay? And we all get through it together. Okay? Amen. Please be kind to yourself.
Yeah, so one of my uh, favorite quotes is, uh, progress is beating yourself up a little less every day. And so when I am not so hard on myself the next day, I go, good job, Ryan. Uh, because yeah, we hold ourselves up to a really high standard. And in one of our other podcasts, make sure to go check it out. We talked about John Henryism and what that means because we're trying to overachieve. We're trying to uh, overcome uh, um, equity uh, inequities uh, by what we do. And so, yeah, be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself, take some time to pour yeah. yourself. So um, I love those tips. And so this is where we transition over to questions from the audience. And so mm-hmm. y'all, y'all have sent some good ones. And so um, Mina has been so patient, y'all. She's been so very patient. So I want to get her question first. So Dr. Bamashigbegne, so her question was, do you have any tips on how to deal with the stressful workplace and entitled capitalism? Boom. Oh boy. Yeah. That is a doozy of a question. Okay. (laughs) Tips for dealing with the stressful workplace. Okay. Um, Number one, I would say just know that the workplace is not toxic because I'm going to connect it back to self-compassion. It's not your fault. This workplace is toxic, right? So don't go home feeling beat down on yourself. Oh my God, I didn't do this. I'm not worthy. I don't work here, blah, blah, blah. It's not you. It's the workplace. Okay. So just understand that first and going in Two, um, social support, you know, like I, I, I wish I could say, you know, just leave that job. Right. I know that's not really an option for everybody. <laughs> you know, that's not an option for most people. Just just leave, just leave that fucking job. No, mm-hmm. I know that that's not really an option for everybody. You know, have some self-compassion, know that it's not you. Um, find the rewarding parts of it for you if you can. Mm-hmm. Rely on social support and your friends to help you get through it. Okay. Um, this is an important part, particularly as a black person or you know, a person of color. Document everything. So if if, if part of what's happening is like gendered harassment or discrimination racial harassment, discrimination, um, based on sexual orientation, you know, all, all these different things. Keep keep track of all of that stuff, you know, and boom, lawyer, you know, get, get you a lawsuit if, if you can, right? You know, if, if you have the resources to do that. Um, but document, Tammy, thank you. Document, document, document. Every, every little interaction that makes you feel even slightly a little, hmm, mm-hmm. document it, okay? Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, stressful workplaces. So because um, I, I own a couple businesses now. And one of the things that I've learned in being a business owner and working for other people is all in the systems. Right. And so in, in my private practice, I build systems uh, and I have a person that's in charge of building processes. OK, so this is how A gets to point D. Right. And if there's some kind of screw up in there then I build a better system or we revamp a system or whatever, right? So if a system that you're working in is really shitty, it's because there's somebody at the head who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. I'll just be honest. Um, And I don't know if it's middle management or the head, but somewhere in there is rotten. Um, If you feel like dealing with rotten systems, then yeah, you just acknowledge, yeah, that system is rotten and I'm going to stick here and get my uh, get my coins and get my check and I'm just going to go home. If you feel that you can affect change, then there is a system to affect change. So either you have some type of incident report or you have some type of team meetings once a week. You have to speak up. Now, keep in mind that especially for African-American or black folks um, and black women, especially Uh, you're going to be under a microscope. So when you do speak up, uh, just know that what you say is going to be taken probably in a slightly different way, but I'm going to encourage you to speak up nonetheless, right? Um, uh, Be poised, uh, be succinct. Uh, You don't have to go into a whole bunch of detail, just state your case. 
document everything like Tammy said, document, document, document. Um, and then know that there's always another business that has a different system, y'all, right? So there's a reason why businesses go out of business. There's a reason why um, Kmart no longer exists is because they were a shitty business. Uh, they had shitty business practices, right? Uh, when you treat people like shit, then those stores tend to fold. Now, Walmart is its own thing, uh, but you know, there's a reason why I like shop, shopping at Target versus other places, right? Um, and no place is perfect. And so, yeah, my, my tip is recognize where you can affect change. So uh, find out how to do that either through team meetings or whatever um, uh, and make the changes you can. Um, I'm very much like Dr. G Day. Uh, I learned a long time that I am a terrible employee because I'm like, nope, that's wrong and that's wrong and that's not efficient and you wasted my time. And as a result, I went from job to job and my late and my last job, I got written out. Um, and again, it wasn't because of what I was doing. It was because I was disruptive and non-collegial, whatever the hell that means, right? As I'm sitting on this podcast cussing. But yeah, so just just know that uh, at the end of the day, uh, every place has a system. So yep, yep. Yep. Um, the next question, and let me ask we, you this oh, question. Let yeah. me ask you this question, okay? Because you you'll have a better answer. Oh than me. yeah. <laughs> Can you thank you, Justin, for asking this question? By the way, can you explain the be a good friend concept versus therapy, and maybe versus coaching? Yeah. And clues for when and where being a friend ends and therapy should be considered. That's such a good question. Thank you, Justin. It is a super good question, and I'm sure I'm going to screw it up, but I'm going to do my best. Um, and so how I conceptualize therapy from friends from coaching. And so in therapy, your therapist accepts you no matter what, uh, but they will also tie what you're doing to established human behavior. And so in other words, if you're doing something that is outside of the norm for your age, culture, um, gender, uh, role, like your work role, whatever you are, are doing at your work, like if you're doing something uh, or feeling something that's kind of outside, they're going to tell you that they're going to go, huh, well, you know, and generally people would feel this way, but you feel this way. So how do you make that, how do you make that jive? Right. And so in other words, a therapist won't mince words if you're kind of um, outside of wherever it's expected. Now, when it comes to your friends, your friends going to love you no matter what. Yeah. Sometimes they'll tell you the truth, but most times they won't. They'll be like, Oh girl. And Oh boy. Uh, uh, you know, I would do such and such, even though sometimes you may actually be in the wrong. Right. So that's what a friend does. And so a friend cannot be fully, fully objective, in my opinion, because they're looking out for your best interest. Now, therapists are looking out for your best interest, too. Uh, but it's a different type of objectivity because they're matching you to kind of established um, psychological norms. And then coaching, I'm not as good with coaching. Um, coaching is far more advice driven, I think. You know, it's support, but they kind of nudge you in a certain way. Whereas in therapy, when I do therapy, and I'm, I'd love to hear from you, Dr. G Day, um, uh, when I see most therapists do therapy, they let you find your own answers. And if it takes you 12 sessions to find the answer, then it takes you 12 sessions. Whereas in coaching, it very much is, hey, here's a scale, here's a form, let's let's see what your interests are, let's push you towards one thing or another. Uh, and so that's the difference between therapy and good friend and coaching. Hopefully that made some kind of sense. I don't know, Dr. G.J., did that make I, sense? I, I, no, I think that made perfect sense. I mean, you're, you're a psychiatrist. <laughs> you, know, you, you would know so much uh, better than me. I, I would say, you know, the, the, the biggest difference is just that a, a therapist has a job. Do you know what I'm saying? A therapist has a job and received a certain level of training to reach that job. Okay. You know that, right? They have their bachelor's, they have their MFT, they have their MA in counseling. They have, you know, some type of degree that makes it such that they're eligible to provide therapeutic 
services, right? That's the big distinction. And coaching, you know, there are good coaches, right? People who change other people's lives, right? I don't, I don't want to discount that, but there's less regulation surrounding that. Correct. I guess, you know, right now, any, all of us could decide right now that we're coaches, you know, and that's just something to be aware of. You know, I, listen, I love me some Eon that fixed my life. <laughs> she's you know, something. you know, she's, she's something, you know, she, uh, she's, but she's a coach. Yeah. She's a coach, right? That, that is an example of a coach. I thought she was a therapist. Is she not a therapist? I believe she's a lawyer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, there's different types of therapy y'all. Um, like when I say there are over a hundred different modalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do mainly threes. Um, um, uh, but yes, but nowhere in the therapy that I'm trained, do I hit the table and like yell at people that is not therapeutic to me. Right. I'm right. guessing some people do that, but to me, that would be more coaching. It's right. very like, it's like, coaching. Hey, work harder, drive and right. And that's not, so. <laughs> not on your watch. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, and yeah, so um, the other question was, um, yeah, what was the link to the podcast? So the nap ministry dot wordpress dot com. Uh, so check her out. Um, she is super busy. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was a little bit of shade, Mina, because uh, uh, what one of the hard parts, and this will be my soapbox uh, just a little bit, is that um, since people misunderstand therapy, they're afraid of it. And yep. so as a result, um, uh, people are missing out on feeling better, y'all. And uh, every every doctor on this podcast, so uh, Dr. Lawanda and Dr. Nikki and Dr. Gide and myself, we all want y'all to feel better. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's why we're doing this. And so don't be, Period. Yeah, Period. Don't be scared of us. And so, um, yeah, so... Um, I think that's all the questions that I saw in the chat. Those are all the questions. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. That was it. Perfect. All righty. So, um, uh, and of course, if y'all have additional questions, you can still put them in the chat. We'll put them on our list and we'll get back to them at, um, at a different podcast because like I said, we're coming to you every Thursday with some realness and some awesomeness. So, um, all righty. This is where I wanted to uh, kick it over to uh, Dr. G Day for the last nerve, y'all. The last nerve. I am so excited. This is my first last nerve. So this, this is my first one. So I'm ready. So I'm going to start my timer for 90 seconds. We realized that the 60 seconds wasn't enough. So we're going to do 90 seconds. Okay. Mm -hmm. So starting now. Okay. So this week it came out that three prominent people got accused of varying levels of sexual harassment, you know, discrimination. Uh, first, there's Dr. Jason Campbell, who's famous on TikTok with a quarter of a million followers on TikTok. He's like the TikTok doc, he does, you know, I guess, cute, funny videos. Um, there's Ronnie Jackson, Ronnie Jackson, a white man, by the way, because um, I want to point that out, who was the physician for doctor, uh, not doctor, but a former person, Donald Trump. Okay. Um, I'm not going to call him that that position. And then the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, recently got accused of sexual harassment. Okay. So what gets on my last nerves is a god dang motherfucking harasser. Okay. Are you unable to keep your hands to yourself? Are you unable to keep your dick in a dick in its own box? You know, are you are you that immature? Are you that inappropriate that you're unable to do that? You know, that just really makes me so upset because we all just want to go to work and mind our own business. <laughs> you know, we want to go to work and our business and go home. But you're here and you're making these environments toxic for these women. OK, and I want to point out that harassment can occur by anybody to anybody. OK, but the vast majority of the cases is men harassing women at work. OK, that that's no question. Right. And that gets on my last fucking nerve. 
cut it out, okay? There was an article, I, so I'm gonna go over this timer, I'm sorry. There was an article I read a long time ago, okay? That said, just imagine every single one of your female coworkers is the rock, okay? Are you gonna hit the rock's butt when, butt when he walks by you? right? Are you going to tell The Rock your sexual fantasies, right? Are you going to do all those things? No, you're going to respect The Rock and let The Rock do, do what The Rock wants to do, okay? So do the same thing to all of your coworkers, okay? Stop harassing them, okay? And one day, somebody's going to beat you up and you're going to deserve it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That That's all my last name. Sorry. Mm, preach. Thank you for sharing the last word, brother. And we hear you loud and clear. Yep. Keep your damn hands to yourself. I don't mm -hmm. And your comment, right? Mm -hmm. So, geez. Um, well, y'all, so we are super, super stoked uh, that y'all joined us today. Uh, I know that we had a uh, one last question um, uh, in the chat box, but you know what? We're actually going to add that to our question list uh, and make you come back to, a, uh, to the podcast next week so that we yes. can uh, yes. do it again. Yep. And so, yeah, we appreciate y'all joining us. Um, uh, I uh, want to uh, give a shout out to my, uh, my co-host and the other co-hosts. So next week we'll have some different folks in the chair. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Dr. Thank G. Davey, last minute. Y'all be well. Things are coming back sooner than later. So just make sure y'all be smart and be safe. I love y'all. Awesome. Be good. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.